Welcome to the Beauty Talk Podcast, where we feature how the best medical practitioners help their patients to look better, younger, and healthier. Now, enjoy the show, and here's your host. Daniel Gao here. I'm the host of Beauty Talk, where we feature the top medical practitioners in health and beauty, both inside and out. I have Loretta Zanetti, who is a U.S. Army veteran and has a master's in nursing as a family nurse practitioner. In 2014, she founded Erasable Med Spa and has grown the practice to include a comprehensive menu of aesthetic treatments to include injectables, laser treatments, and body contouring. She has published several articles on aesthetic laser treatments and serves as a Galderma Gain Trainer, a key opinion leader for, for Katera Face and Body Aesthetics, and as a luminary for Cyton Inc. She has also served as guest speaker at multiple aesthetic conferences and trained more than 100 medical professionals in aesthetic procedures, both nationally and internationally. So Loretta, welcome. Glad to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, so let's dive right into it. Please tell me, how did you first get interested in aesthetics? So the story is is an unusual one. Um, part of the reason I got into aesthetics is as I was leaving the U.S. Army, I was leaving active duty and looking for my next role. And I also was graduating from nurse practitioner school at the same time. And my husband was getting his degree in international business. And so the idea kind of came along when a friend of mine who was working out in LA uh, was working with Homeboy Industries and they were doing tattoo removal for former gang members. And she just kind of offhandedly said, you know, I think this could be a great business idea for you. And somewhat as a joke, I mentioned it to my husband and he did the research and in 2013-14 timeframe, laser tattoo removal really was a booming business. And as I was leaving active duty military, there were many of uh, my cohorts who were having issues after having left trying to get back in because the regulations regarding tattoos were a little bit more strict than they used to be. And so some of my friends who were formerly serving in the military actually had a hard time getting back in with tattoos that they had had all during their career. So the whole genesis of it was that there was a need and it was a growing uh, in popularity. And so we decided it was potentially a good business venture. Um, aesthetics was not really something that I thought I was going to get into. I have always been in uh, women's health mm -hmm. and, um, you know, lasers was not something that I was familiar with either, but it seemed like a good business idea. And so the two of us kind of dived right in and it went from a one room, one laser practice to now multiple rooms with multiple devices. So I kind of just fell into it, but actually have learned to love it. Okay. That's a great story of how you got here. So, I mean, you started off in tattoo removal. Now you're adding on these other services. Uh, I spoke a little bit about some of the services you offer. So can you discuss some of the more popular treatments that your clients and your patients come to you for? And also, why do you think that those treatments are so popular? Well, so tattoo removal still is the bread and butter of our business. It's the foundation. It is our most popular treatment because we kind of grew it from the ground up. Mm. And I have found that it's a great gateway into other treatments like injectables and body contouring. Um, so we, of course, do our neurotoxins, our fillers, Sculptra, PDO threads and um, many other treatments. Tattoo removal is very popular in and of itself, especially in Florida because it's a warm weather state. So people are always showing their skin. Mm -hmm. um, tattoos 20, 30 years ago used to be 
um, something that, you know, military folks had or gang members or maybe you spent some time in prison or you were a bit of a rebel, you know, and you're a biker. Now tattoos are really a very acceptable way of expressing yourself. And so the more people who are getting tattoos means there are more people who are unhappy with them and getting rid of them. One that is growing in popularity in the tattoo removal space is actually microbladed brows. Um, so in a single day, I could have four to five new consults for microbladed brow removal, which falls in the tattoo removal category. Um, and so I think that the more popular tattoos become, the more people are going to want to have them removed. Got it. Now, I'm really interested in seeing what your thoughts are on any new or emerging treatments that you're particularly excited about. And one thing in particular I'd like you to talk a little bit more about is the shift from almost this like overdone, uh, almost like cartoony look to now more comprehensive, more holistic, more natural looking results. So could you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think that we as a society are starting to get a little bit of filler fatigue. You know, we've gotten to the point where we just can't keep filling things and the face is starting to look a little bit distorted and out of proportion. And we're, we're thankfully finally moving away from it. Now, in no way am I saying that I don't love my fillers and my neurotoxins because they play a very important role in revolumizing the face and giving that youthful look. But we're starting to look at other tools um, that will allow us to give a more comprehensive approach to anti-aging. And so I'm really excited that we're making that shift into things like energy-based devices, like lasers um, and IPL, BBL, so that we can fix the skin, make the skin healthier, help to soften those fine lines and wrinkles, you know, um, tighten up the tissue. And so uh, I think probably one of the most popular uh, devices right now is going to be the BBL Hero along with the Moxie mm -hmm. and then the Halo system. Um, and that has definitely grown in popularity in our practice as our patients are really starting to shift towards taking care of their skin holistically. And I'm really excited about that because it's just another tool in our toolbox mm -hmm. that we can use to create that natural look that everybody is really kind of craving. Got it. Now, I want to talk a little bit more about what really sets your practice apart from others in the industry. Uh, I, I know you have some, uh, you have a new building that you're moving into as well. So I think that's one big differentiator. But could you talk a little bit more about this new building, kind of the, the journey you've gotten to get to this new, this new bigger space and also what you think really sets you apart? Yeah, so we're really excited to um, hopefully in the spring um, open our new building. So we have grown it from the ground up and I'm especially proud of where we came from, which was literally one room with one laser. Um, I was the only employee, so I was the person who answered the phones, did the treatments, emptied the trash, you know, cleaned the toilets, um, to now having a 5,200 square foot building um, that will hopefully be done soon. So we'll have 10 treatment rooms. We're going to have a classroom. Uh, I do love, 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 love to teach. And so I'm a trainer um, for Kutera. I am a KOL for Saitan, so I do quite a bit of speaking for them. And I also teach injectables um, for Aesthetic Advancement Institute, and as well as being a Galderma game trainer. And so having a dedicated space in order to provide that education is really very exciting. And it allows me to do that without impinging on the business and our daily operations too. Um, we have really designed everything from the ground up 
fortunately, I have been in the space that I've been in for the last nine years. So I've learned all the things that I love about being in this space and all the things that I wish were different from where the light switches are to the outlets, where to position the chairs, um, how big the rooms need to be in order to fit some of the larger lasers. And so I'm, I'm very excited about this new building. It's going to give us the capacity to do all of the things that we have been wanting to do. Got it. That's fantastic. Congratulations as well. I mean, moving into such a large building, especially building it from the ground up one lo uh, one room. It's just fantastic what you've done with the business. Now, you did touch on education. So uh, you're, you like to train, you like to teach. Um, I'd like to, uh, if you can dive a little bit deeper into like where that came from, like your desire to teach. And then like now you started this education part of the practice, um, particularly talk, uh, training on lasers. So could you talk a little bit more about that as well? Yeah, absolutely. I think that as a nurse, um, education is really kind of at the core of what we do, you know, teaching patients and helping them to get to their best health. And so it's always been a part of who I am as a nurse. I do see a lot of trends in the industry. You know, I'm in Florida, so there is a med spa really on every corner. COVID has really created an environment where our healthcare providers are exhausted from the hospital setting. And so they are looking for a way to have a better quality of life. And aesthetic seems to be the sexy and exciting, you know, route to go. And I think that it, it is, it is sexy and exciting, um, but there are many other components to it too. And so what you have is an influx of people who take a one day course on neurotoxin and filler. Maybe they buy a laser and they get a one day course on that. And they're really kind of left on their own. And that's where we see the dropped brows, you know, the skin burns, the ineffective treatments or the crooked smiles, you know, or patients who are unhappy with their results. And so I think that as an industry, if we dedicate ourselves to really being masters in our craft, then it allows us to all grow as a group. You know, the worst thing that can happen to our industry is not that a lot of people join. There's enough faces out there for all of us to treat. Worst thing that can happen is that you have someone who doesn't know what they're doing, has minimal education, and then gives us a bad name. And that's simply because there hasn't been enough invested into learning that craft. And so if we're all providing the best results in taking care of our patients with our patients in uh, best interest in mind, then we all are gonna succeed as an industry. And so that's why education is so important to me. I don't consider it competition. I consider it building a community that is just gonna grow. Um, you know, it, 30 years ago, when people got Botox, maybe 20 years ago, um, it was one of those things where it was taboo. Nobody talked about it. You got Botox and you, you know, you didn't tell anybody. Yeah. Nowadays, it's you're sharing with your girlfriends. Oh, this is the person that I went to. Oh, look at the skincare that I got. Or I love this laser treatment. You should absolutely try it. And so self-care is one of those things that we are now proud of as a society, taking mm -hmm. care of ourselves. And so there is no need for us to keep information close hold, share it, um, make sure that that person who is next to you that needs some help is going to be able to provide the best care possible and you do the same and we're we're all gonna succeed. Got it. Now, could you talk a little bit more about the what 
what is involved in the classes that you provide? Yeah, so um, depending on what class it is, I oftentimes will, um, it is typically a combination of lecture as well as hands-on. Um, majority of the courses are gonna be like an eight, um, an eight hour course full day. Sometimes they do run three days. Um, um, over the, as a matter of fact, um, I have a conference that I'm putting together in Santa Monica. Um, February 16th to the 18th with Aaron Bullard Hennessy and Tamika Lindsay. Mm -hmm. And this is actually going to be a three day comprehensive course that covers business, mm -hmm. injectables, lasers, and toxins. So it's a combination of all of that. And it is designed and focused on combination therapies all done at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so our patients these days are looking for the best results that they can possibly get. And the best results means that you are using a combination of modalities to achieve those results. Got it. That's fantastic. Now for this class, who would you say is the, the best fit for these training classes? Okay. Well, if we're talking about the conference in Santa Monica in February, then um, your providers who are on the advanced side, meaning that they already have their feet wet with injectables and um, as well as lasers because they're combination therapies and it's really advanced protocols that we're going to be talking about. Um, I do teach other courses that are fundamental. So it's beginner Botox, beginner filler, um, there are some anatomy classes and then we're going to be working on an ultrasound class. And so there is varying levels. And so depending on which course is right for you, we're going to kind of push you in one direction versus the other, but it really covers the entire gamut. Okay. Got it. Perfect. Now I want to hop back over talking about your practice here. Um, what would you say are some of the most common misconceptions that people have about treatments that you provide? I'm sure some people come in, they th think in their mindset, oh, I want this because of X, Y, and Z, but in reality, they need something else. So what are some of those common misconceptions you tend to see from your patients, your clients coming in? Yeah, so the, the, first, and the first one that I would mention is that a lot of times when people come in for tattoo removal, mm -hmm. the assumption that it's gonna be one session and that it's going to be just as cheap as the tattoo was that you got. But typically removal costs 10 times more than their tattoo, sometimes even more than that. And that's because the technology to get rid of a tattoo is a laser and, and what we have is a picosecond laser. So those, you know, runs in the hundreds of thousands versus a tattoo gun, which, you know, is, is not quite as expensive. Yeah. And so the number of sessions and the cost is often the first misconception. Um, I think all injectors are going to say that, you know, patients will come in and assume that they're going to spend $400 and they're going to get a total transformation with 10 years taken off their face. And so um, that's always a learning curve and making sure that we educate our patients um, really very well on that. And then, um, you know, a lot of times patients will come in asking about laser and they assume that that means that we're going to burn their face off, you know, and lasers done appropriately really don't work that way. Um, many of the lasers that we have are non-ablative with very little downtime, or they can range all the way to semi-ablative to fully ablative. And there's some downtime, but the concept is not to burn everything off. You know, it is really to target those things individually um, while leaving healthy tissue behind so you can recover quickly and get some really good results. Okay, perfect. Now I'm sure you have some people that come in and they have these fears about what's going to be involved in it. Is it going to be painful? Is it going to burn? So how would you say that you balance providing that relaxing experience 
for your patients who come in, but also at the same time ensuring their safety and well-being during the treatment. Yeah, so that's a good one. And I think that the best way to deal with the concerns about pain is to be completely honest about it. A good example is tattoo removal. Mm -hmm. Tattoo removal hurts. It absolutely hurts. And every time a patient asks me, well, does it hurt? The answer is yes. Yes, it does. But the caveat to that is that most tattoos take seconds to do. So as an example, a microbladed brow, five seconds of laser time for each brow. So while it's pretty intense, five yep. seconds, and then it's done and it's over quickly. So I think the best approach is to just be completely honest. But we also have many different ways to help control pain. Um, you know, we, of course, have the topicals. We have the injectables, um, lidocaine. We have Pronox. Um, we have a Zimmer chiller. And then the absolute most effective form of pain control is what I call talkesthesia, which is basically talking your patient through the treatment. You know, this is going to feel like a little poke. It's going to be over in just a second. You know, oh, I know it hurts, but you're doing great. Those type of things are very encouraging and it acknowledges the fact that it does hurt. And I am also a stickler for making sure that I have done every aesthetic procedure that we offer, not just for my patients, for but for selfish reasons too, because I do love the treatments, but that allows me to speak to the discomfort mm -hmm. and to let people know I know exactly what it feels like. And so I think that that's really the best approach to managing patients' pain. The other thing that we do, um, because most aesthetic treatments are really not considered relaxing and comfortable, they involve some amount of pain we do offer facials. And so our facials done by our estheticians are the relaxing part of coming here. And so I do encourage my patients to, to do the relaxing facials so that their perception of us is not always that we're causing pain. <laughs> <laughs> okay, got it. Thank you. for uh, That makes it very, very clear. Now, I'm curious about how you answer this next question, because when it comes to medicine, people think, oh, there's this step-by-step procedure, there's a protocol, and you have to follow this protocol. But what role do you think creativity plays in your approach to how you treat your patients and how you take care of your patients? Yeah, absolutely. You know, aesthetics is a combination of art as well as science. Obviously, the medicine part is the science, but the art is being able to see and identify beauty to preserve the things that are an enhancement to the face while making small minor adjustments to create that overall beautiful, youthful look in our patients. And that does not come naturally to everyone. I do think that there is an element of creativity and art when it comes to aesthetics. And when I actually interview staff, especially my injectors, I want to make sure that they do have a little bit of that creative and artsy side to them. Otherwise, it's it's really not paint by numbers. And if that's the way that you're going to operate, can you get good results? Probably. Are you going to get amazing results? Probably not. You know. So I think that it really equally is as important as the science part of it. Got it. Great, great explanation. Now, I'm sure that throughout your experience, you've probably run into some particularly challenging cases of patients that have come in. So do you have maybe a story that you can share of a, a really tough case that came in, but you were able to work on it and then come up with a successful resolution to that case? Kind of put me on the spot with that one. Um, you know, I think one of the harder things 
for those of us in the aesthetic industry to do, and I think nurses in particular, is is to say no. Mm-hmm. Um, we are by nature people pleasers. We are we try to fix things. We try to make things better, mm-hmm. and we do have a disproportionate number of patients with body dysmorphic disorder um, in the aesthetic uh, world. And of course, there are patients coming to us, you know, seeking help. Um, I did have one patient in particular who came and she had some very unrealistic expectations and was very tearful the entire consultation from beginning to end. You know, her boyfriend had left her. She felt like it was because of the way she looked. She was really hoping to get him back. You know, this is the photo of what she looked like when she was with him. Can we do this? And you know, the photo was probably from 30 years ago. And no, I, I can't make anybody look 30 years younger. And the reality is, is that even if I could have, would that have fixed the thing that was hurting her, the thing that was bothering her, the thing that was making her tearful? And it was really very difficult to say no, but that was the right thing to do. And so, um, Sometimes we have to step out of that mindset of business owner and generating revenue and um, trying also to fix things and make people happy and understand that there is a limit to what we can do. And sometimes it's okay to accept that limit and say no and and let that let that patient go. It's a difficult conversation to have though, you know, and sometimes people get angry with you, but it's the right thing to do. Yeah, I think you bring up a great point with that is that everyone like as a business, you're always trying to make it work. And just as just as a person, like you want to try and get people a good result, you want to try and make them happy, but I think in some situations the real mark of an expert is them saying no, this is not possible. It's it's mm-hmm. your expectations are unrealistic. And yeah, I, I can do it, but you're not gonna be happy. So I'd rather just not do it and say no. So absolutely, I, very good point you bring up. It's it's not always just trying to make everything work all the time, but sometimes it's just telling them what you're looking for is not possible. Mm-hmm. So great point. Now, Loretta, where do you think the future of aesthetics is going? That's a great question. I think the industry is going to grow by leaps and bounds. I do think that we're going to be looking into more of our energy-based devices. I am excited about the idea of exosomes and where that could lead us in the biologics. I think that we are, we're going to continue to improve the quality of health of our patient population. I mean, something as simple as wearing sunscreen is not something that I did as a kid. You know, um, I'm getting ready, I'm I'm 48 years old, so getting close to my 50s, you know, and in that era, wearing sunscreen was not a thing. But I am an absolute Nazi with sunscreen for my kids, which means that I look younger than my mom at my age and my kids are gonna look younger than me and everybody, for my kids' generation are gonna be healthier. And that means great things for all of us. Um, We're gonna live longer and healthier lives and we're gonna look to really kind of take care of ourselves better. And so I think the industry is just gonna continue to grow. Yeah, perfect. Now I have one last question for you, but before I ask it, I wanna point people to your website at www.erasablemedspa.com. Now, the last question is, what do you think is the most important piece of advice you can give to someone who's thinking about getting uh, some type of aesthetic procedure done, but isn't sure which provider to choose? Okay. Well, I think that uh, 
we have a very educated consumer base these days. You know, people don't just look up in the phone book, like what is that anymore? Um, and then just show up to a place. Um, people are on social media, they're looking at your reviews, um, they're looking at your before and afters. And so we have very educated patients that come in. And so of course I encourage patients to do their homework. Um, make sure that you feel comfortable with the provider that you go to see. And if that comfort level is not there, then seek a different place. Um, but you do want to ask about credentials. You want to ask about experience. You want to look for before and afters. And then you want to make sure that the person that is treating you is also familiar with your your ethnicity and your skin type, especially when it comes to things like lasers. Um, so if you are you know, a skin type four, five, or six, then you want to make sure the person who is treating you is familiar with treating skin types four, five, and six and ask for those before and afters and experience with particular devices. Um, and trust your gut, you know, price should not be the factor, uh, the number one dif differentiating factor because, you know, anybody can lower their price to get patients to come in. And so, um, make sure that you do your research, look for credentials, and then make sure you follow your gut too. Do that consultation. And if you don't feel comfortable with it, then seek a, seek a consultation elsewhere. Okay. Well, there you have it. Loretta sharing her expertise. Now, Loretta, where can people contact you in your practice? Yes. So um, our phone number is 813-333-9971. Um, we are currently at 4144 North Armenia Avenue, Suite 250 in Tampa, Florida. However, we will be moving shortly, hopefully in the next couple of months, and we'll be at 4103 North Armenia. Um, so if you are looking to contact me, um, you can look for me at these, those physical locations. Um, otherwise, you can find me on Instagram. My business handle is at Spa. My personal is at Aesthetic NP Life. And so I have two separate ones, one specifically for the business and then one specifically for um, aesthetic related um, training uh, things. And so those are the two places that you can find us. We're also on TikTok at Erasable Med Spa. Great. Well, thanks for being on the show and sharing your message. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Beauty Talk podcast. Any questions, please contact the practice directly with the contact information provided during the show. We'll see you again next time. Bye for now.